plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, another party day. It's Party Wednesday here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Hello, power partners. Welcome to this informational playground. We are brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity and are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We want to catapult you from wishing upon a star to actually living your dreams, landing on it, and knowing that you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. The miracle moment for today is from Albert Einstein. Forget everything else and remember your humanity. That's going to lead us into our conversation that we'll be having in segment two when our guest Karen Kitchell, former president of Cheerful Givers and contributor to our new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, will be sharing her chapter on the gift of mentoring, and she has a new website, Scattering. Uh, kindness.com so remembering our humanity is important also be the star you are is working on disaster relief for both the hurricanes and the fires so please consider making a donation at be the star you are.org donations are the only way that we keep this show and express yourself that airs on Tuesdays at noon Pacific on the air as well as doing all the different outreach programs so we really do hope that you will uh, think about um, helping us out well this past weekend we did the pear and wine festival and we were swamped with kids we had all different kinds of um, activities for kids from face painting to crafts you know and coloring and we did a reading circle we had nature art where we actually did the things that were expressed on the express yourself show with Day about his his morning altars, and it was the kids just loved it. Plus, um, we autographed books for Be the Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices and a changing digital world. And I did a lot of talking about gardening and gardening advice I was uh, giving out as people came and spoke to us. Both Joven and Jack, our two hosts of Express Yourself, were in attendance. So it was really terrific to have them there. They also are contributors to the book. And, of course, we had many, many other volunteers. But thank you to everyone who stopped by and to all the volunteers. And we hope that everyone had a fantastic time. I know I'm still putting away things and I'm exhausted. <laughs> but I do enjoy I do enjoy all this personal, you know, the personal attention you can give to people when you actually get to meet them. 
when you do these events, but I'm always tired after an event. So gardening at any age is something we'll be talking about today. And then in our final segment, we'll talk about how to design an outdoor area for any space, whether you have just a tiny little terrace or a little nook or you have acres of land. But one of my favorite things, uh, as you know from listening to this show, is gardening. And I'd like to think that we can do it at any age. So we definitely need to keep ourselves in shape and to be healthy. Uh, There is a wonderful quote that says, old gardeners never die. They just spade away. So when my dad turned 60, he confided that he didn't seem to have the physical strength that he had had at 30. Well, duh. But always he was Superman to me. And he had to learn how to make accommodations to continue working uncompromisingly in the fields on our ranch as he aged. Gardening and farming are similar bedfellows. Having worked in the dirt since I was a toddler, I have always felt confident in my gardening vigor, whether it was lifting heavy rocks or pulling barbed wire or cutting limbs, digging holes, carrying sacks of fertilizer. And over the decades, I've learned to curb my enthusiasm and ask for assistance when a task is really beyond my physical prowess. Gardening offers exercise for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and it is an outdoor activity that anybody can enjoy, literally from birth to death, if you take the proper proper stance and you learn the ways to do it by using the right tools, etc. But by working in the garden, our bodies and our bones actually become stronger and more flexible, and that allows for greater mobility. So gardening also reduces stress, it clears our minds, it bursts creativity, it staves off depression, and the bonus is we get to enjoy beautiful landscapes. Gorgeous flowers, fresh fruits, vegetables, herbs, all that stuff that comes with doing this outdoor activity, this outdoor exercise, as I like to call it. So here are a few tips that I've gleaned that have been helpful to increase my gardening enjoyment while taking precautions for health and safety. So these are just some health and safety tips for all ages. First of all, always start your activity by applying sunscreen before going outdoors doesn't matter whether it's sunny or raining or overcast sunscreen. Wear gloves, a hat, and boots with good treads. Although uh, my preferred summer gardening wardrobe and that of my family members is either wearing a bathing suit or shorts with my boots, it's best to pull on trousers and a long shirt when you're pruning roses, blackberries, or doing any type of spraying. And I can witness that because I tend to sometimes, you know, just have my flip-flops on and go out in my shorts or my bathing suit. And the next thing you know, I've got slivers in my legs and cuts on my arms and all that. So... Be a little smarter than I am doing that. Use insect repellent or wear a scarf and socks maybe made by Insect Shield to keep away the ticks, the mosquitoes, and other pests from biting. I am a big fan of Insect Shield. I have bought several things from them online, insectshield.com, and uh, they'll also take your own clothing if you have special clothes that you would like to have um, sprayed or I don't know how, what, how they do it. They do something where you can wash the clothing 70 times uh, without whatever's on it um, going away. And it really does work. And it doesn't have an odor. It doesn't have a feel to it. So you, it, it's really nice clothing. I like it. Get a tetanus shot every 10 years. Essential. 
Seek medical attention immediately if you're allergic to bees or to yellow jacket stings. Respect your physical limits. Now, I tend to push myself forward, but I'm trying to do it a little bit more gently. I have to keep reminding myself, okay, all right, I am not 30 anymore. Minimize the BLT activities. That's bending, lifting, and twisting. I now do my weeding. I scoot along the ground. I lift only an amount that doesn't hurt my back. And I avoid twisting as much as possible. Although, you know, I really love doing the twist, you know, the chubby checker twist, but not in the garden. Install raised beds for vegetables to decrease the B in bending, especially if you have a hard time getting down to ground level. Use caution when climbing on high ladders. Drink lots of water. It is so easy to get dehydrated while gardening, especially when it is warm. And my mother taught me that lesson big time because that's how she ended up in the hospital and actually ended up dying was from dehydration, working in 105 degree weather outside and then not getting attended to at the hospital. So uh, maybe always drink lots and lots of water and stay out of the sun if it's just too hot. Keep your tools sharpened, cleaned, and organized. And always use the proper tool for the job at hand. Repair or replace immediately anything that could be hazardous to the gardening experience. One of the things I do every day is I walk the perimeter and I adjust rocks, stepping stones. I pick up fallen branches or debris that could lead to a fall or worse. You know, sometimes you somebody might have broken a glass around your property, especially if, you, if you're in an area where sidewalks are. So you have to be very, very careful, careful on that. Hire experts when needed. Bathe and wash clothes after every garden workout. Spend at least 20 minutes a day enjoying the beauty and the bounty. And I like to just express my gratitude in the morning and the awe for my garden as I, you know, meander through the landscape just before I go to work. And then in the evening, I appreciate being able to harvest some fruits or vegetables or lettuces or herbs to make dinner. And so I, it, the garden just really, really serves me well. Use all of your senses. Listen. I mean, really, really listen to the sounds of nature. Pay attention to the birds, to the bees, the butterflies, the hummingbirds, the insects. Embrace the sounds of the breeze whistling through the trees. Breathe in that sweet fragrance of the flowers. Taste the peppery flavor of the nasturgeum. Feel the velvety texture of lamb's ear and avoid the prickles of the cactus. But whatever it is, look around you and truly see that unique kaleidoscope of flora and fauna. And then finally, make gardening a family affair. Encourage your spouse, your partner, your children, grandchildren to dig in the dirt with you because everybody really has fun. So practicing the art of gardening is an activity that reaps benefits for our physical fitness and our spiritual well-being. It's a hobby with measurable perks. Be alert and consider safety first. And then with joy and abandonment, we will be able to frolic in our garden playgrounds for a lifetime until we just spade away. And here are a few tips for you to work in the garden this month. Treat balconies, rooftops, and porches like outdoor rooms. Define the space, add robust colors, comfortable furnishings, and an element of shade. 
Eliminate sugar and artificial sweeteners from your diet. You could plant some stevia. It's a natural sweet herb, and it's a healthy sugar substitute. You just chew on a leaf. It tastes like sugar. Maintain optimum health by adding superstar foods to your vegetable garden like sweet potatoes, broccoli, watermelon, butternut squash, and numerous leafy greens including mustard, kale, collards, uh, spinach, or Swiss chard. You can divide your overgrown perennials right now after the flowers are finished blooming, of course, and then plant those divisions in other areas or share them with friends or a garden club. It's time to fertilize your roses, azaleas, rhododendrons, fuchsias, and camellias if you are growing those. If you are growing, if you're going to cut like hydrangeas, make sure you soak the heads in a bucket of water first because hydrangeas drink from the top. And then you can spray bouquets with water, you know, once a day to keep the, the flowers fresh. Harvest your apples, your grapes, your figs, and Asian pears. They're ripe and ready right now. And it is time to buy bulbs for spring planting. Tulips, crocus, hyacinths, they need to be refrigerated for the next six weeks before you they will go in the ground. And you can deter squirrels and birds from devouring your green persimmons. You may have to net the net a tree and then you know just insist the enlist the assistance of a pest control professional if you happen to find bats in your attic or garage or other space they don't usually attack humans but they could carry rabies and on the positive side bats are garden guardians so um and they consume copious amounts of damaging insects. So, you know, enjoy these first days of autumn because a lot of cleanup is coming soon. Sharpen your spade and spade away. When we come back from break, I will introduce you to my good friend and the contributor to Be The Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, Karen Kitchell. She's coming right up. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Don't go away. Be the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach Cynthia Bryan will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, welcome back to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am so excited today because I have one of my very, very good friends who I met through Be the Star You Are and the charity where she was the president in Minnesota of Cheerful Givers. And over the years, we have really bonded. Her name is Karen Kitchell. She is a contributor to our brand new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomer, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. And she is a woman that is scattering kindness around the world and around everywhere. She actually volunteers now for 10 different charities, including Be the Star You Are, where you've probably read our newsletter and Karen has uh, an article in it every month that is always uplifting and something that we can really get our teeth into so that we can be a better person. She's a job coach, a teacher, a writer, a mentor, and my dear friend. Welcome, Karen, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. I am so thrilled to be here today. Well, I am so thrilled because, you know, we email and we connect for the, you know, through business stuff, but we don't really ever get to talk. Maybe that's kind of the sign of the times these days where everything is done, <laughs> is everything's done online. But I love your two chapters. You have written two chapters for the book, The Gift of Adoption and also The Gift of Mentoring. And you have been a mentor to so many for such a long time, and I would was wondering if you would be kind enough to read your chapter, The Gift of Mentoring, from this new, fabulous, wonderful book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. Absolutely, and, and again, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. So my chapter is The Gift of Mentoring, and here's how it goes. Twelve years ago, I became the mentor to twin five-year-old girls whose from Sudan. Among the many fun firsts I got to share with them were their very first carousel ride, their first visit to a library, first time fishing, and first time they heard the word college. My daughter was a freshman at a local university. And one Saturday, when they had an open house, I decided it would be exciting to take the girls to the campus. On the way there, they asked, what is college? This question was a treat for me as their mentor to introduce them to the concept. During the next eight years, we enjoyed baking a lot of cookies and spending Sunday afternoons together. While the girls were both soft-spoken and usually very quiet, I figured they were enjoying the relationship because they never turned down an opportunity to get together. And because their mom was raising five kids in a small apartment on an entry-level salary, I knew their exposure to many things I take for granted was very limited. One day I was surprised and suddenly very sad to learn that their family had moved to Alaska and they had no forwarding information. I missed them terribly and thought about them often. It felt as if a part of my life was missing. However, 
five years later turned out to be one of the happiest days of my life when I opened the door to find these two beautiful girls had come to visit me. I could not have been more thrilled when they said they remembered the Saturday we went to visit college and then proceeded to tell me how they were both applying to various colleges next year, one to study criminal justice and the other pre-med. Now, I never assumed that their one little college visit at age five had a direct impact on their decision, but that's one of the great benefits of being a mentor. You never know the impact you might have. And while their visit was short before their returning to Alaska, their heartfelt words about how they wanted to stay connected made me very thankful to have been their mentor. Because I felt my experience was so enriching for me, I decided to explore some new possibilities in mentoring. I read about a program called Amicus, which matches mentors to people in prison. I had absolutely no knowledge or exposure to anyone in a correctional facility, and I got the impression that fear kept many people from taking on this role. However, I thought it might present a unique opportunity to learn about another slice of life and to be able to simply offer friendship to someone who perhaps had little. After attending a brief training and orientation session, I met with a program manager who told me about a possible match. I learned that Jane, not her real name, had never had anyone visit her since she entered the prison more than a year ago, and she was serving a seven-year term. It's not uncommon for family and friends to want to separate themselves from someone who committed a crime. I asked to be Jane's mentor, and I was her very first visitor. Jane's greatest wish is to see her son, and she is focused on doing everything she possibly can to make that happen. Meanwhile, I can offer a smile, a hug, and a friendly word. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do as a mentor. For me, the experience of being a mentor has been a unique perk in my life. I've had the chance to meet some people and experience a part of their life situation, which I never would have been able to do. My reward is a richer life and memories that last a lifetime. We all have talents that we can share. So I encourage you to consider being a mentor to someone. You too can enjoy this unique gift. And we do have an exercise. Yes, you- would you read that? I love, I love the exercise too because that helps people implement it into their own life. Right. So if you want to think about being a mentor, ask yourself three questions. One is, What can I offer someone whose life situation is different than mine? Consider things like a listening ear, an hour of fun, a certain skill, or hobby. Second is, who has been a mentor in my life? Think about those who have had an informal influence on your life. They may not know that you have observed them or learned something valuable from them. And three is, what is preventing me 
from doing something I've never done before that just might make a difference in the life of someone else. And not having enough time is not an answer to this question because we create the time for things that are important to us. You know how true that is. Yes, and a quote that I chose um, relating to mentoring is from John Crosby, and he said, mentoring is a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a push in the right direction. Chapter, and I think the most important takeaway from it is what you said, Karen, is that we never know the impact we have on someone else. And here you had no idea that these two young girls were even all that interested in this whole visit to college. And they were so young. But it really had made an indelible mark on them. And this is why we always have to be our best self all the time and bring to the table things that we know can empower others. So tell us now what it is that you are doing, because you shared with me that you are now volunteering for no less than 10 different charities and nonprofits. That is keeping you very busy. You're right about that, Cynthia. Um, But I love it. And it has just enriched life so very much. And, And I have the opportunity now to work with and get to know people that otherwise I never would have had a chance to Probably I have to say my favorite is two mornings every week I go to a kindergarten class, which is um, Hispanic families in the school, and I help teach those kids how to read. And they're the most wonderful kids there are. (laughs) So that's really fun because I love reading, as I know you do, Cynthia. Right, of course. (laughs) That's a great start my Monday morning. It gets my week off to just a fantastic start. And then at the next day, I am at a program where I assist uh, refugees, uh, mostly people from Somalia, who really want to learn our language. Uh, So it's a very basic class, um, and people appreciate so much just having the ability to practice words and learn how to read and and write our, our language. Well, you know, Karen, and that's such an important thing you're doing now, especially with um, all the issues around immigrants and uh, at the moment, they really need support and mentorship. And so, this yes, is they, what, you know, and and you're scattering kindness as well. And you're showing that we can be kind. <laughs> yes. And then there's another group of people I enjoy being around, and those are the homeless. And we often don't think about how people can all of a sudden be in a situation where they've lost their home, they're dealing with a medical issue, a job situation where it has gone away and they find they're in a homeless situation. And the things that I do are simply, I serve meals, I prepare um, bags, which we, which I give out uh, to the homeless, some basic things that they need. I, I do some fun events. Actually, my husband and I once a month, we host a bingo night for the homeless. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. It's a fun night, something fun to do. And again, the appreciation is amazing just for giving a little bit of yourself 
Well, Karen, as long as I've known you, you have been a giver. And as I said earlier, you were the president of Cheerful Givers. That's how we connected, which was a a charity that gave birthday bags out of Minnesota. And, um, gee, I don't know how many years now. We're going on 20 years now. So I think we've known each other at least 15 or so, right? Something like that. Yes. Something like Mm -hmm. that. In any case, uh, but as long as I've known you, that has really been who you are. You are... You are generous and kind and giving. And now you've started a website, scatteringkindness.com. Tell us mm-hmm. about why it's so important to be kind and, and what you'd like to bring to the world with kindness or how you'd like to share that message. Sure. What I have found is there are so many little things that you can do in addition in addition to volunteering for organizations, um, but things that just touch people and, and can make their day. Now, something I like to do is I like to make what I call little kindness cards. I take a, a uh, just a note card and I write on it, I appreciate all that you do. Thanks for what you do. Something like that. I keep a supply of those always in my purse, in my car. And then when there's an opportunity, I can give you an example. Not too long ago, I was at the Mall of America, which is a busy place here in Minnesota. And I noticed there was a man who was working there and he was a trash collector. So he was sweeping up the trash and his cart was sitting there. So as I walked by, I dropped off one of my little kindness cards and walked on. And as I was turning to go down the the next um, aisle, I just glanced back and I saw him pick up that card and he had the biggest smile on his face that you could possibly imagine. And, you know, for someone like that who probably doesn't get a lot of thanks um, right. to know they're appreciated, uh, it made me feel really good. <laughs> well, you know, what an amazing thing because you know, I've always been a proponent of smile at people, say hello to people, yes. make a, a positive comment to people you don't know because you don't know what's going on in their lives. And exactly. that one little smile, that one gesture can make all the difference but I really think that this idea of carrying around appreciation cards that is definitely a marvelous way to scatter (laughs) kindness because you can take it with you you can that person can actually show it to somebody and say you won't believe what happened to me today. This lady just walked by, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. I'll give you another example of something you can do simply with your words. And in, in, I was at a restaurant not long ago with my husband, and on the way out, I stopped in the restroom. And I noticed there was a lady in there, and she had kind of a bright-colored dress. And I just said to her, oh, that's, that's really a nice dress you have on. And, you know, she turned to me, and she said... Thank you so much for saying that. She said, I bought this dress today at the thrift shop for $3. And then she said, we have five kids and we rarely get out. So I was so excited to have a new dress to wear. And I just thought, you know, as I walked out of that restaurant, I had a big smile because I just imagined how she was feeling. And, you know, no one else perhaps even noticed the dress, but it made her feel good about herself. And that's what we're trying to do, scatter kindness. And, you know, with scattering kindness, it also brings to mind is find something positive to say to someone every day. And 
Because mm-hmm. even if you're not in a good mood, there's always something that you can do, right? There's right. the smallest the smallest thing. And mm-hmm. I always catch myself if I'm not, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm angry at somebody or whatever, I have to bite my tongue and find something. Like, you know, <laughs> your eyes are especially blue today. Yes. <laughs> whatever it is. Right. You know, or, something simple. Yes. Because so- it can turn... It can turn a day around for so many people. Right, right. Even something as simple as saying, gee, that color looks good on you. Well, every time that person wears that dress or shirt, they're probably going to remember that and feel good about it. You You know, know, Karen, I had an interesting thing uh, when you say the color of the shirt. Uh I was talking, we were talking about high school with some friends the other night, and I remember there was this young man who was a couple grades younger than me. And I think he probably had a very difficult home life. And I, you know, I don't know all the specifics, but I was always really nice to him. Mm -hmm. So he would, um, he started carrying my books for me. Mm -hmm. Every day he would run to meet me at my locker and he'd want to carry my books to the next um, class. Mm -hmm. So one day I said to him how nice his shirt looked. Well, he did not take that shirt off for the next 30 days. <laughs> and, and I actually had to say to him, I'll just make up a name. You know, Stephen, um, I really like this shirt, but it's time that we try a new one and get this one washed. And he goes, oh, okay, you'd like to see something else. <laughs> and I'll, But I will never forget it because what what you just said about complimenting somebody – Obviously, he had gotten no compliments. So the first time he had gotten one compliment, he was like, you know, he felt he had won the lotto, so he wasn't going to change anything. (laughs) So uh, anyway, I just always remember that. But I remember it in a happy, good way because it really made, you know, it made his day, it made his week, it made his month. (laughs) Sure. Yes, definitely. And, you know, there's something, too, about when you're scattering kindness is it, it can inspire others to do the same. Another thing that I like to do, simple little thing, I I save pennies. And when I'm out, I'm not very often at the mall, but when I am, there's a fountain there. And the fountain, people toss in pennies, it all goes to charity. So I take my pennies and I scatter them along the fountain. And then I sit down and I watch when little kids come by and they take those pennies and they they get to make their wish and toss their penny in. And, you know, the one day I was there and, and did that and it was just fun to see the kids and all of a sudden came three teenagers and I saw them picking up my pennies and I kind of wondered well what are they going to do now and they tossed them in and then one of them gets out his wallet and he takes out a bunch of change and he's tossing his own change into the fountain and I thought you know that was really cool to see especially with teens Absolutely. Well, again, I think if it, if we can role model, if you can role model what the actions that you'd like to see people do onto you, it's, it gets back to that, you know, do unto others as you'd like done unto you, right? It's the, right. It's the golden rule, the golden rule. Well, just to change subjects quickly before we have to go is you have some big events coming up in your life, and that's actually part of your other chapter, The Gift of Adoption, because you have two beautiful children that you wrote about and the adoption process, and your daughter is now getting married. 
Yes, hard to believe. That started many years ago with the adoption process going to Paraguay. And yes, now we have a wedding to plan. Isn't that isn't that just so fun? You just must feel like so special right now. I'm thrilled. Well, or you feel that she's special, you know, that's really, that's exciting. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being a contributor to Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. Uh, you can pick up copies of that book at uh, cynthiabryan.com forward slash online dash store or just go to be the star you are.org. 100% of the money does go to be the star you are. Of course, you can also uh, buy books on Amazon or on online stores. And um, if you like the book, please write us a great review. But I also want you to go to Karen's website, which is scatteringkindness.com it's just a brand new website Karen you should put the book up there on your website and your chapters we just launched the the website this morning so we have more work to do on it but definitely that's the plan but isn't that isn't that fun to finally have a uh, you know to finally have a, a a website Yes, because it, it's an easy way to get word out and just to share those simple ideas so others can also yes. scatter kindness. So those are really terrific ideas. Continue mentoring. And I look forward to the next article that you'll be submitting for Be The Star You Are because every month Karen has, it's a very short, sweet, to the point, but it's a tip on how to sc- uh, scatter kindness. And it is really the right on tip that everybody needs for that month. So, Karen, I value our friendship. I am so glad that we connected all these years ago through our different charities. I know that we're both on a mission to encourage and inspire others to be the best they can be. And it's really nice to have a friend like you that is always so encouraging. And, you know, yes, I value you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Cynthia. And you are an inspiration to me. I hope you know that. <laughs> and thank, always will be. Thank you. I think it's so important if we can inspire one another. And especially in these times where there are is so much strife, I feel, in the world and so much negativity. The more that we can come together and unite, the better I think we are. So it's a, it's really a good thing, right? It's a good thing to Prompt people up. Don't pull them down. Make people feel better about who they are because we're all important and we all bleed red. So (laughs) we're all we're in this together. We are. We are. And thank you, Karen. Have have a wonderful time planning your daughter's wedding. And we again we look forward to all the good things that are going to come from scatteringkindness.com. And from all the different charities that Karen works with, you know she is making a difference. You really are a mentor, so thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about how to design your outdoor space. So we'll continue this conversation so that you can be the star you are no matter where you are. Stay with me. We're coming to you live. This is the Voice America Network. The show is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You are listening to our guest, Karen Kitchell, and I am Cynthia Bryan. Be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. 
Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. More companies are realizing that if their employees enjoy enough time with family and loved ones, their long-term productivity at work increases. Employers can take steps to make the workplace a more supportive and flexible environment. Make it acceptable for people to talk about their families. With so many single parents and a majority of women in the workforce, everyone from the CEO to the janitor is juggling to have a life in balance. Open communication about family commitments and work duties is imperative if we're going to transform and transfuse our culture with family-friendly companies. Your children and your company will be the real winners. Implement balance in your personal life for a better bottom line. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, we're back, and I am still Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network and brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. Please visit the website. We're doing Operation Disaster Relief right now, Be the BeTheStarYouAre.org. It was so much fun to talk with Karen because uh, we are in communication several times a week, but we never actually converse. Neither of us have the time, really, for a phone conversation. But So it's great to get on the radio together. Well, designing an outdoor area for every space is possible, and it helps you perfect your perfect oasis because a home's outdoor space is supposed to be our personal refuge, a place to step out, enjoy a bit of nature, and regardless of whether you are working with acres of land land or maybe a porch or maybe it's just a windowsill the look and feel should have a point of view so to help you design your open air environment with style you could follow a couple of these tips first look to the landscape for a backyard 
You could let natural vegetation determine the space and then punctuate it and define it. Example, the border could change seasonally because of the colors. So in fall, you might incorporate colors of fall. In spring, maybe they're more pastel. In winters, maybe you'll take colors of the holidays or whatever it is that you want to do. But you can have a point of view and a style. If it's on a balcony or a rooftop, you can use pots of varying height, scale, silhouettes, and also change the space from season to season and bring in pops of color. In defining the exterior, think about purpose. How do you define the entry, the pool, and the entertaining spaces? And another defining factor is what are you looking at? What's the vista? Are you framing a particular view or is there no view? Or maybe you want to hide something. Are you providing contrast to a lawn or maybe you have a water feature Or maybe you have a row of trees. Or maybe it's just a row of buildings that are outside your window. Whatever it is, think about it. And then the narrative of the space as a whole will give that structure. So is the house, is the architecture of the house or the apartment, whatever you are living in, does it have clean modern lines or is it less defined? So consider what's right for the season and also for your ultimate climate. This is an opportunity to take advantage of a space's full potential. The next thing you really want to think about is the layout. Layout is key to both a good entertaining space and flow. So keep furniture grouped into conversation areas with some open open traffic patterns to encourage movement. So if like if you have a little patio, you don't want to set um, you know a chair against a wall or whatever. Make a conversation, make it in a circle or make a square with a little table in the middle of it so that people will be inclined to sit there and to converse. Scale is as important as layout because think about if you're doing your outdoor outdoor areas, the sky is your ceiling and sometimes outdoor spaces have a difficulty feeling intimate, especially if you have a big yard. So you might have to add a structure like a pergola or a trellis or a gazebo or a garden gate or something to give it a sense of personal scale and proportion. And that will also help it create some intimacy. Your outdoor space should feel like a room in every way, but it needs to be durable enough to withstand the rigors of the outdoors and the changing weather. So create spaces within a space. You could use an area rug or you could use some flooring or even lighting. And again, furniture groupings to help define one area from another. Now, something I did recently is I had to get a new um, rug for my family room, just an area rug. I'd had this other one for years and years, and it was kind of finally wearing out. And I was debating whether to get rid of it or donate it when I turned it over and realized how pretty the back side of it was and that it would be really great for my outside patio because the colors on the backside really worked. Well, I flipped it over, I put it outside, I put my patio furniture on top of it, and it did just wonders for the patio. It made this very nice, intimate 
uh, yeah, a, an intimate garden room, basically, where, you know, people could t- take their shoes off and not be on the brick and have their feet on this carpet. And the backside of it looks in perfect condition. Now, when it gets time to put that rug away because of winter rains, I will probably lay it out. I'll probably give it a good scrubbing, let it dry in the sun, roll it up, and then um, put it in the garage for keeping over winter. And then pull it out again next spring, or at least that's the plan. The other thing to do is look for some high-quality outdoor furniture that has a weather-resistant fabric. This is a great time of year to be looking for outdoor furniture because it's usually on sale in the fall because um, most garden uh, stores and and, uh, big-box stores are getting in their winter things, and they don't want to have to deal with all the, the summer furniture. So you really get good prices as long as you have a place that you can put it. Now, color is a consideration. Do you have trees that drop a lot of leaves? For example, if I, I don't have the trees that are going to drop leaves on that rug, but if I did, the, if the fabric, um, if the leaves were to be on the rug for too long, it could stain. So it's better to have some darker colors. Now, on a balcony, you're going to need pieces that offer dual functionality, like flip-top councils that can be pushed up against a wall when not in use and then pulled away from the wall with the top down to be like a, a dining table when needed. So look at items that can be used in different ways and and don't neglect to look at cast-offs. It doesn't matter if you get it at the Goodwill store or the thrift store or, you know, you have a friend that's getting rid of stuff. I, I stack boxes, you know, wooden, I have wooden boxes that were fruit boxes on our farm And they look fantastic. Now, on a rooftop, you can make sure there is some type of shade element if you do not have a canopy or a roof that's over you. So if you're actually on the roof and the the sky truly is your ceiling, you might want an umbrella or something. So you just want to consider the overall feel of the space. And when you have a defined space, like a balcony, a backyard, or a rooftop, Treat it as a room. It's an outdoor room. Make it strong in style, have robust colors, fun furnishings, and make sure that you, you know, put a little bit of your own memorabilia there. You know, make it personalized. Don't just buy things from the store. Maybe some found objects or, or some vintage things so that it's really a memorable garden. Sculpture is really fantastic. It can differentiate itself against the right trees or plants. And even if I if if it's like old rusted things, I mean it's great. And then make sure to light your garden because it looks so wonderful at nighttime. If you're going to keep the style of the indoor space um, into the outside or vice versa, you want the outside space to look like the inside space, you have to think about that in advance because it's totally fine to mix traditional interiors with less formal plantings. Um, and the same thing, you can make formal interiors with um less formal planting. Whatever, however you want to do it, you just need to be thoughtful and add some rhythm, add some flow. Just make sure to use lots of form and color to create a pattern throughout the landscape and then repeat the patterns in all different ways throughout your home and the landscape to pull it all together. If you have a really small space, 
Decide whether the winter or summer scape is your most important because uh, you flower beds can only hold so many things. Now, I like to make a background of evergreens, of hedges or whatever, so that there's always something there year-round. And then I pop in uh, little um, spots of color. I can even just put them in their pots and tuck them in between bushes just to bring some color uh, in these freestanding containers. And Or you can plant things in in the ground. So in limited space, just choose plants that grow slowly and that are going to keep their form. And remember to choose plants that are either for sun or shade or a mixture of both. And finally, don't forget that outdoor lighting. I'm a big fan of those rope lights because all you do is plug them in and you put them on a timer and you don't really have to deal with them for years and years. And they just light up the night and it's also great for safety and security so that's a little bit about how to design an outdoor area for every space we hope that you'll be gardening at every age and we really would like you to be scattering some kindness make sure that you're on our mailing list if you would like to be able to read Karen Kitchell's wonderful little tips that she offers to our Star Searchers newsletter every every month. All you have to do is go to bethestarur.org and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, that's all you have to do. Really, really easy. Bethestarur.org. And while you're there, go ahead and make a donation. Click on Donate, and all that money will go to Disaster Relief which we really need at this moment. So until we celebrate again next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., I want to thank you for being here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Just know you can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. We hope you'll pick up a copy of Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. Or if that's too much of a mouthful, just go to CynthiaBryan.com and you will find how you can get the book. Again, all the money, 100% benefits, Be the Star You Are, and these radio programs. As always, my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, motivate. I really want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you are the star that you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. And make that book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, or better yet, pick up the trilogy, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be the Star You Are for Teens, and Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. So remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Until next Wednesday, scatter kindness. Thank you for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring, keep caring, keep caring, keep caring.